You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hour two on this Meet Friday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. If you're watching on Peacock, you'll notice that Fritzy is zooming in again today. Front row is here intact, and we do have burgers and brats coming up along. Uh, we also have the chili. I had the chili from yesterday that I'm going to fire it up again today. Leftover chili still sounds pretty good. So burgers and brats on our meat Friday. Who has it better than we do? Nobody. 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 And I did ask Tyler, since uh, Tyler is the one who does the cooking, I would like some vegetables, and he put some broccoli and Brussels sprouts there. You guys don't have to have that, but I just said, how about we have something healthy-ish? Yes, Paul. Like when you order a bacon cheeseburger and there's a little sprig of parsley on the plate, it's just for decor, <laughs> so you can put a little stuff on decor. Yes, yes, yes. Not edible. It's called plating. Plating. Yes, yes. He- Brussels sprouts are sort of the uh, like oysters of vegetables. Really? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> just messing around. It's like broccoli sort of like the uh, veal cutlet of veganism. That's not true. Well, as Seton, I think, always points out with Brussels sprouts, if Brussels sprouts are so good, then why do we always find ways to dress them up so they taste better? You know what I always do, too? That drives my wife crazy when we're out at a uh, restaurant or something and I'm ordering Brussels sprouts. It's actually Brussels sprouts. <laughs> As I just, I'll put in the pause, I, and I'll have the um, Brussels sprouts with it, too. <laughs> She's like, do you have to do that all the time? <laughs> I'll have the Brussels sprouts. Thank you. I'm a big fan of I'm a big fan of Brussels sprouts and Kirk Cousins. Kirk Deke. That's why I put the D in there because I would say Kirk Cousins, and then people would say, "No, it's Kirk." Yes, Paul. My sister says Wimbledon. She says she pronounces it Wimbledon as it's not. I gotta be like Wimbledon, and she goes Wimbledon. Wimbledon. She corrects me because she's a tennis fan. Uh, 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. We say good morning to our radio partners, the iHeartRadio lineup, Fox Sports Radio, and our radio affiliates around the country. If you go to dp.com, uh, danpatrick.com, you'll see Penny's Bank. dp.com might be something Ooh. grossly different. How about danpatrick.com? <laughs> Thank you, Seton. You're welcome. Sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Brussels sprouts. Brussels. Kirk D. Cousins. Uh, Penny's Bang Biscuits are there. We got Bang Jerky on there as well. Available at danpatrick.com. These are all great products. The reaction was wonderful over the holidays. And uh, we uh, very, very proud of uh, a lot, you know, all of these items that we have, including Penny's Bang Biscuits and the beef. Uh, bang uh, Jerky there as well. Still a little shaken up over there. <laughs> We're good. Three, two, one. Okay. Uh, poll question for hour two is. Now, we didn't really. <laughs> the first hour poll question was actually was what should happen to a media member if they say a team has no chance to win and that team wins the game? Yes. They should be suspended without pay for a week yeah. or they have to get a tattoo of the final score on their body. The results haven't come up yet. I, don't, I think people are confused with whether it's real or not. No, I think you should be suspended for a week if you say somebody has no chance to win. Is that the same like when an athlete guarantees victory? They never give anything back yeah. when they lose. Yeah. I mean, I would guarantee every victory. I guarantee we're going to win the Sports Emmy this year. But don't with a guarantee, don't you have to return something to the consumer? You should, yes. That's why whenever you guys would make bets, and I'd say nobody cares that you just made a bet <laughs> unless something's at stake. Because McLovin would always go, all right, I'm going to bet you. And I go, okay, what's at stake? Uh, nothing. nothing. 
Okay, how about a shower of shame, a wheel of punishment, a pie to the face, or a cash or a punch to the face? Yes. Yeah, that was the era that the wheel of punishment era. turned into the oh. wheel of punishment. Yeah, I know, because I felt bad. <laughs> that, the wheel I, of punishment. I know, but I had to do that because there were things that were happening, and I thought, I got to protect these guys. You know, I, I can't I can't inflict pain on them. Some of the categories became encouraging. Pat on the back. <laughs> Free lunch. I'll read your uh, your suggestion yes. in the suggestion box. Dan will hang out with you post-show. Spend the day snowboarding. Yeah. <laughs> I'll buy you lunch. Uh, so, uh, where am I? I? I got sidetracked. What? Who am I? I uh, let's see. Most pressure on uh, team or quarterback in the playoffs. We talked a little bit about that last hour. Yeah, I, I got a question about that. Okay. Isn't there more pressure on Sean McVay than Matthew Stafford? Or maybe more pressure on the GM of the Rams than the quarterback? Because they give up a lot of draft capital for Ramsey, who's worked mm -hmm. out perfectly. Mm -hmm. Matt Stafford has worked out pretty well. Even Von Miller, good trade. Um, they've got the talent. They've got the team. Is, it, is there more pressure on management and the coach than the quarterback? Well, this pressure is on Matthew Stafford. Because we heard for 12 seasons... Well, he never won a playoff game. And be like, oh, well, it's got to be the team he plays for, the Lions. Okay, he doesn't play for them anymore. So the, the Lions obliged to trade him, sent him to the Rams. So you have a ready-built contender. And it was just a couple of years ago, you are in the Super Bowl. You give up Jared Goff, you give up two first-round picks and a third-rounder. And I thought Stafford was going to have even better numbers than he had this year. I thought that he was going to be the leading candidate for the MVP. But he had 17 interceptions. Four were returned for touchdowns. He's been really good. And then there are times when you go, it wasn't the Lions. It was Matthew Stafford. Um, they did win the divisional title. Now he gets Arizona on Monday night at home. And it just feels like there are two teams, two teams that are hosting games this weekend, Dallas and the Rams, where I don't think anybody would be surprised if the Niners or Arizona won. Now, I'd be a little bit more surprised with Arizona. I just don't think they have the weapons. But, you know, it's Kyler Murray. And, you know, I look at the 49ers with the way they played recently, how they play. And can Dallas stop what's, you know, the Niners do well, and that's run the football. Debo Samuel has been, you know, an MVP candidate, or should be this year. You know, it comes down to, are the Rams defensive players going to make plays and impact this game? Is Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup going to, they're going to make plays as well? And then you look at Dallas, if it's Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs, and then, you know, is Dak Prescott going to step up in a big moment? Can they run the football? Will they run the football? But, you know, nothing changes in Dallas with Dak Prescott. You know, there's pressure on him, but there's always pressure on the Dallas quarterback, no matter who it is, no matter what year it is. You know, the pressure there is more on, you know, Mike McCarthy. Here is Matthew Stafford talking about the game this uh, weekend. No, I feel, I mean, it goes along the same road, really. Um, you know, feel the same amount of pressure every time I step on the field. If you, if you step on the football field and you don't feel pressure to go out there and perform, then uh, something's wrong with you. 
um, in my opinion. So it's, uh, you know, it's positive pressure that I put on myself um, to go out there and, and help our team win. And then uh, you have the other matchups here. I mentioned Jimmy Garoppolo, the 49ers against the Dallas Cowboys. Here's the question in Jimmy Garoppolo's answers. How much does the idea that, you know, this could be the last ride, you know, does it add any motivation and anything like that? How much does that weigh in your mind uh, just throughout the course of a week going into games like this? It's always in the back of your mind. It it has been in mind, you know, really this whole season. Just uh, I knew what type of season it was, knew everything that was going on, uh, you know, behind the scenes and whatnot. So it was it was a little different. It's like you're saying you got to tell that line because you don't want to get too emotional in those moments. And uh, you just got to go play football when it comes down to it. But, you know, the human side definitely comes into into play. You feel it for a little bit after the game, and I think 24 hours after that, you got to move on quickly. And you know we we've done that pretty well. Yeah, and if you're San Francisco, are you ready to move on from Jimmy Garoppolo? No matter what happens here, because this is a really good roster, and I said all along that Trey Lance was not ready to play in the NFL. Now, could he pick his spots, and you could utilize him in certain situations? Yes, and they did do that. Can you run the team? And Garoppolo gets more credit than he deserves when he just wins games. Um, But he'll get a job elsewhere. Like, if I'm the Pittsburgh Steelers, I would look at Jimmy Garoppolo. If I'm the New York Giants, I would look at Jimmy Garoppolo. I think he'll have an opportunity here. Um, Who else do we? Oh, Patrick Mahomes talked about the uh, game against the Steelers that, you know, oh, woe is me with the Steelers. They're 12 and a half point underdogs. Patrick Mahomes is not buying into that. I mean, he's a he's a an all time all time great quarterback that's going to be in the Hall of Fame one day. Um, but he's still playing great football right now. If you look at the big throws that he's made to keep their season alive, we know it's going to be a great challenge for us. Not not just him, but that entire team. Um, they they have an attitude about them. They have a mindset that they play with. So we're not taking them lightly at all. Um, I mean, they're they're a team that uh, that has beat a lot of really good football teams. Um, and so uh, uh, to get to play against Big Ben, it's an honor for me. I mean, he's a great football player. I, I would love to have thought bubbles over these coaches and these players sometimes. Like in, in Patrick Mahomes' mind, he's probably saying, these guys aren't any good. Ben, Ben's a bum. He's washed up. I'm not worried about T.J. Watt. You know, We may not even need Tyreek Hill in this game. And I hope my brother behaves this weekend. <laughs> uh, the loss that would have the most fallout. Cowboys, Rams, Bucks, Chiefs, Bills. I'm going to talk to Ross Tucker about this uh, coming up. I want to get a couple of phone calls in here as well. Brian in California leads us off. Hey, Brian, what's on your mind today? Oh, we got a ton, DP. Thanks for the time, brother. Uh, A couple other quick words. Always is always. We got Joy Taylor's famous, you know, Cam Newton, which is Newton. But the topic of the day is everybody's taking the Steelers lightly with the defense. And I think, too, it's coming back. I think TJ is going to get some uh, ground. I just see it as if we can run the football and take, you know, Tyreek Hill's not in. He's not healthy. Everybody's thinking that the Steelers are done. But I think, I I, I don't know how to say it, but uh, I would take a very serious look at that game. And Patrick Mahomes hasn't played that well this year. He hasn't. Well, good luck, Brian, with your Steelers. Look, there you have a chance if you're playing in the game. There's just stranger things have happened, and they always happen. There's always going to be one outcome when you go, I didn't see that one. Uh, Mike in Wisconsin. Hi, Mike. What's on your mind today? 
Good morning, Dan. Dan Otz. couple poll question ideas oh. for you this morning. Okay. One sports-related, one show-related. Okay. I'll get to the sports-related uh, poll first. Who's got a better chance of repeating the Bucks or the Bucks? My Milwaukee Bucks uh, just spanked the Golden State Warriors last night. At halftime, it was 77-38. to 38. Yeah. What a stinker for the uh, Warriors, your Golden State Warriors, Dano. Yep. Um, so I think the Bucks in uh, Milwaukee have a better chance, but I may be biased. Okay. Did you have another question? If he did, he's not getting to it today. Oh, wow. Sorry. You hung up on him. A little quick on the trigger there, Seton. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I would say I would say the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, I don't know what to expect out of Tampa. I'm just I don't think they've I don't think they've been synced up the entire year. And then you're going into the postseason. No Godwin, no Antonio Brown. Now I I don't bet I don't bet, but I I would not bet against Tom Brady. And there's, you know, it's not one of those where you go, okay, now I'm going to bet against Tom Brady. All those times when I watched him play, it's same thing with Jordan. I mean, I was fortunate to be able to go and watch those games, cover those games, and you just, you learn. There are just certain players or coaches, you just go, nope, not going to, I might, you know, fall on my sword, but I'm not going to bet against this guy. Ted in Tampa is back. Hi, Ted. What's on your mind today? Hey, DP, you got uh, two quick points I uh, think you agree with. Uh, as far as the got no chance, uh, last week all four Danettes indicated that the University of Georgia had no chance. So uh, hmm. ask Polly what they're going to do for punishment. And number two, I think you would agree, uh, one of the greatest games uh, where a team won who going in had no chance was Super Bowl three when the Jets beat uh, the uh, uh, Baltimore Colts. Yes, that's true, Ted. Paulie, did yeah, you I had guys... a cousin that played on that team. Uh, well, thank you, Ted. Uh, did you say Georgia had no chance against Speaking Alabama? Speaking for myself, I've never been a no-chancer, but I remember you asked, we were picking the game. Yeah. We all said, well, we're leaning towards Alabama. We picked Bama. You took Georgia. We picked Bama. I don't remember any of us saying that Georgia had no chance. That's not a team you would go, even throw a no-chance on. Seton? Actually, I remember me and Paul didn't say that, but Todd did. He said that they had absolutely no chance. <laughs> Actually, turns out seems right. <laughs> Todd, did you say that Alabama? That is so not true. We, <laughs> we all picked Alabama, you picked Georgia, and that was the extent of it. I don't know where he got the uh, no chance. Why would you have Georgia favored by three, but besides the, the spread, have no chance of winning that game? That would be an insane thing for any of us to say. Yeah, that's what uh, Paul and I were saying. Last time. Now you're backtracking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you guys could pull the tape and have me saying that I, there's no chance Georgia is going to beat Alabama, I would love to hear that. You just said it. Oh, you go. Oh, walked into the trap. We could. Careful editing. Okay. Mario, Mario is going to isolate that where you said Georgia has no chance against Alabama. I Very think Alabama is going to win and Georgia has no chance to win the game. It's going to sound like a clunky edit. <laughs> We'll take a break. More phone calls coming up. One of our buddies, Ross Tucker, CBS Westwood One, will join us. And uh, we're back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. M-Drive, boost and burn, ready to go. New Year's resolution. I know we have big New Year's resolutions. Everybody has one. And I always say, start out and make a small change. And here's the small change. You can still have your fitness goals, but you have to be consistent. M-Drive, boost and burn, daily supplement for driven guys. Helps you shed that holiday weight. 
gives you the energy you need to crush your fitness goals, no matter your age. Weeks, my cameraman has it every morning. Mario has it every morning as well. Packed with clinically tested ingredients, you naturally burn more body fat. M-Dry Boost and Burn, it's one small change that can make a big difference starting your day off right. MDriveDan.com, free shipping, 60-day money-back guarantee. Nothing to lose. Also find it at Walgreens Rite Aid and Vitamin Shop. New Year's resolutions don't last. Make a small change today that will lead to a lasting impact throughout the year. M-Drive Boost and Burn. Lose weight. Get more energy. Perform at your best. Don't let age beat you. Visit MDriveDan.com. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. More phone calls coming up. Ross Tucker, host of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. He also works as a color analyst for CBS and Westwood One. He'll be uh, in the Westwood One booth Saturday night, Buffalo. It's uh, the Patriots and the Bills. And then he'll be working sidelines for uh, the Monday night game with the Cardinals and the Rams. And he joins us on the program. Always great to have you. We appreciate you taking some time. Give me the, uh, the loss that would have the most fallout. If I said Cowboys... Rams, Bucks, Chiefs, Bills, or other? Ooh, that's a great question, Dan. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Cowboys, maybe. I'm gonna go Cowboys. Uh, you know, my initial reaction was the Rams, just because it would be an awful look if they took a step back after the trade they made for Matthew Stafford. I mean, they won a playoff game last year. They got to the divisional round last year. That would not be a good look for McVay and Stafford if they weren't able to win a playoff game this year. But they're kind of they're kind of committed to those guys, right? There really wouldn't be a whole lot of fallout. It would still be McVay and Stafford next year. Cowboys are a little bit different. Because if they lose to the 49ers, which, by the way, I think is a distinct possibility. I just recorded the Ross Tucker podcast. That's the one underdog I picked to win outright, Dan. I I picked the Niners to win that game. Because of the amount of teams that are interested in Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn, I wonder if Jerry Jones doesn't think, I don't want to lose that guy or that guy, whichever one he chooses, and elects to make one of them the head coach and moves on from Mike McCarthy. You have to acknowledge there's some possibility of that if the Cowboys lose this game, especially if there's any type of game management, clock management issue, anything like that. But if I look at Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn, who, which of those coordinators can they least afford to lose? It's a good question. The, the thing I come back to on that is, how do you really know what Kellen Moore is like as a head coach? He doesn't have any experience with it. I guess I would probably say Kellen Moore. I think he's done a pretty good job. Mm. I, I agree that Dan Quinn's done a nice job this year, but I feel like they've got some pretty darn good personnel on defense that he's been able to – to take advantage of Trayvon Diggs year two, Micah Parsons is a rookie. I don't know. They're probably even my guess though, is that there'd be some hesitation from Jerry Jones to make Kellen Moore the head coach. 
So he would probably move on from McCarthy and go to Dan Quinn. Again, we're there's a whole lot of hypotheticals, but that's my guess. You played in cold weather. You played in Buffalo. You played in New England. How big of a deal is this to the players who play and what players in particular, if so? Really big deal to quarterbacks, receivers, and kickers. Uh, somebody told me this week I didn't realize it. I started in one of the 10 coldest games in Buffalo Bills history. Uh, it was 2004. It was actually at Cincinnati, if you can believe that, Dan. And I remember the game distinctly because I went out before the game, pregame warm-ups, with just a T-shirt and shorts on, and Chad Johnson was yelling at me like, hey, buddy, you're going to be cold. And I was like, I'm all right. I'm all right. You know what's funny, by the way? I mean – I guess I was 315 pounds or whatever, and I was maybe 25 years old. I really wasn't that cold. Now I'm 250 pounds and 42 years old. I'm freezing. <laughs> like I get, I get five degrees colder every year. I mean, I don't. But by the time I'm 70, I'm gonna move to like Puerto Rico or something. Like I, I, I know why people go south. I get way colder every year. Um, well, you know what? I remember about that game. So first of all, as an offensive lineman, one thing guys would do to protect their skin is you rub Vaseline on your skin to protect the layers. It's funny. I just saw on Twitter, even here in Pennsylvania, Dan, they said, don't go outside for more than 30 minutes because your skin could get frostbitten. Well, what are the NFL players are going to do? What are the Bills and Patriots are going to do? They're going to be out for more than 30 minutes. And I distinctly remember after that game, it stung taking the shower. You had to start with like a cold shower and then slowly move it up because your skin was like so raw that if you went to a hot shower, it it like it felt like it burned. Well, that's frostbite, Ross. That's that's the onset of frostbite. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's not good. I never wore sleeves though. Um, two two more things you need to know, Dan. Number one is. It makes the ball a lot harder and bigger. The ball expands the colder it is. So I can remember a couple games I started at center where I would like, if if it was really cold in Buffalo, I would go, the, the stuff they spray on your ankle before they tape your ankles, I'd be like, I'd say to the trainer, hey, act like you're taping my ankles. And I'd have them like spray the stuff on my hand because I didn't know if that was legal or not to have that stuff on your hand. <laughs> So I'd have them spray like the ankle spray stuff on my hand just so I could have a better grip. But I totally understand why some people at some point might like if there's a little bit less air in the football. I'm not going there, but I'm just saying because it, it is it's much harder to grip if you have smaller hands, the colder it is. It makes it harder. It, there's more fumbles because the ball pops out harder to catch. The ball is like a rock. I also wonder the uh, philosophy game plan with the Patriots this time around with this kind of weather in Buffalo. Can New England employ the same kind of offense that you don't have Mac Jones throw the football in this game against Buffalo? I think they should try. I, I really think they should try. You know, Mac Jones has not played well during the last month of the season. I think if they can play keep away from Josh Allen, who was lights out in the last matchup with the Patriots, that would be a pretty darn good strategy. And here's the thing. The Bills play more nickel defense 
than any team in the NFL. They almost never have three linebackers out there because they love their nickelback, Taron Johnson, who had that pick six against the Ravens last year in the playoffs. That's one reason why I think Belichick went heavy in the first matchup with the tight ends and ran the ball just to get the Bills defense, which, by the way, is ranked number one in the NFL, just to get them to have to do something they don't like to do. Just just to let, make them have a guy out there they don't want to have out there that's not normal for them having the three linebackers out there. We're talking to Ross Tucker. You can uh, listen to the Ross Tucker football podcast. He'll also be working the uh, Buffalo Patriots game and also working the uh, Cardinals and the Rams game as well. The the Rams game is interesting. Cowboys game is interesting because I think both of those teams could lose. I wouldn't be surprised if either lost. Um, but then I, you know, there's part of it that I wouldn't be surprised if they won comfortably. I, I just think that that's the way they're going to be, you know, as we go through the playoffs, if they continue to advance, it, it's really hard to be consistent where you're putting together, you're playing a really good opponent and you gotta you gotta win a game where you're not gonna play your best. If I said the Rams or the Cowboys weren't gonna play their best, which one has a better chance of winning? The Rams. Uh, I, I would say the Rams simply because I don't feel like the Cardinals are playing their best football right now. They've only won one of their last five games. Yeah. Just not good. I mean, and obviously they can change everything around and get hot during the playoffs, but it's not a good way to be going into the postseason. Both their running backs, James Conner and Chase Edmonds, are banged up. We'll see if J.J. Watt can do anything. But it really does feel like the Cardinals have been a different team ever since Hopkins got hurt. Meanwhile, Dan, if the Cowboys don't play their best, they're losing. I mean, the Niners are undervalued. They're 10-7. and seven. They lost the two games where Jimmy G didn't start. They lost a game where Jimmy G got hurt against the Titans. That's three losses right there. They, I think they lost the game where Debo Samuel didn't play. The Niners, when they have all their guys, they're a good team. And you don't even have to take my word for it that the Cowboys don't feel good about themselves. I mean, Dan, why else – would they have all their starters playing in the fourth quarter last Saturday night against the Eagles practice squad guys? You know, whether they say they wanted to build up their confidence or they wanted to get on a roll or a rhythm, the Cowboys playing Dak and all their starters into the fourth quarter last Saturday night against the Eagles, that told us, I think, that they don't feel great about how they're playing. They think that they're a little off. I know that you know the Eagles quite well. They didn't beat anybody who was any good this year. And now you're going to face the Buccaneers in Tampa. Weather will probably be an issue with rain. How do the Eagles beat the Buccaneers? Yeah, they got to they got to just run the ball right down their throat. And really, they're calling for 20, 25 mile an hour winds. This is the best thing possible for the Eagles. I mean, the windier it is, the more the advantage goes to the Eagles' ability to run the football and Jalen Hurts' ability to run the football. I, I have a tough time picturing the Eagles winning the game unless Jalen Hurts rushes for over 50 yards. So the windier it is, the better. The harder the rain, the better. I'm sure Brady will still somehow figure out something. But that plays to the Eagles' favor. They've been able to run on everybody. And I think the Bucks have given up over 100 yards rushing in four of their last five or six games. Yeah. So the Bucks are not – their run defense is not what it was 
That said, Dan, you know, I, I do the Eagles pregame as well for WIP in Philadelphia. And say it out loud, okay? Like sometimes in life you have to say it out loud. Head coach Nick Sirianni and quarterback Jalen Hurts in their first playoff games ever <laughs> beat Tom Brady and the defending Super Bowl champ Bucks on the road. I mean, I have a tough time with that. Do you realize, Dan? Wait, when wait, Brady are you saying first... the Eagles have no chance? I think they have a chance. Okay. I have a tough time actually picturing it happening. I've, if you had me on on Monday, I, I have a tough time picturing saying the Eagles got that done. It would be incredible uh, on so many levels if they did. But, wow, that would be – I mean, you talk about – and I know the point spread's not that bad. Last time I checked, it's like nine and a half. So it's not like a gigantic upset. But you have to admit, you know, the Eagles' season win total coming into the year was six and a half. People thought they'd win six and a half games. If they were able to beat Brady in the first <laughs> playoff game, that would be one of the more surprising playoff results in recent years. Safe travels. Always great to talk to you. And are you going to rub Vaseline on your arms in Buffalo? No, I'm not. But thank goodness Steve Tasker's on the sideline for us, and I'm in the booth. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm going to lobby hard to keep the glass, the window shut. because Zero degree. Dan, zero degree. It would be a better broadcast for the listeners if I was warm. I mean, it's about the listeners, Dan. But I want you to give us that feeling. That's that's your job as a color analyst. You should be out there with no jacket on, short sleeve, and let us know that we could almost feel it through your bones when we're listening to you. That's why Tasker's on the sideline. He's <laughs> yeah. the best in the Cause, business. Because he's tougher. <laughs> Tasker is tougher than you. <laughs> yes. I'm not tough anymore. I, I, I freely admit that. I don't need to be tough anymore. I could, you know, I, I used to play in the NFL. I was tough. Now I just like to eat and drink and call football games. Did you ever urinate in your uniform? How do you know that? I, almost every game. What? Oh, yeah, pretty much every game. Oh, yeah. So here's the way it works. You're drinking so much Pedialyte and Gatorade that I, could, I was good through the first half. And at halftime, I would go take a leak, whatever. But by like 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter, Dan, I had to pee so bad. What were my choices? Like call a timeout and walk up to the locker room? No. What's the etiquette? I, uh, oh, you sit down on the bench. Here, let me see. You sit down on the bench, okay? Wait, and then are, you get a couple of those like eight or eight. You're reenacting what? this? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. You sit down on the bench, you get a couple of those Gatorade towels, okay. okay? And then you take two Gatorade towels and you put it, you know, in your crotch because you want to try to absorb as much of the urine as possible. And then you just go. And, and you soak up as much. You squeeze the area to get as much out of your pants and onto the Gatorade towels. You put the Gatorade towels in the trash. Yes. You don't put them back where somebody else yeah. would use them. But, Dan – the last thing I wanted, fourth quarter, four minutes left. I didn't want to feel like I had to pee. Like, I didn't want to be like, oh, I, I got to block uh, Bryant Young or Leroy Glover, but, oh, I really feel like I have to pee. No, you pee like a man in your pants, and then you go out there and you play. Thank you, Ross. See you, Dan. Okay. That's Ross Tucker. <laughs> you pee your pants like a man, yeah. then you go out and play. Yeah. That might be the, the next bet. That's, 
If you lose, if you say the Eagles have no chance, now you have to pee your pants in a towel. Mm. You got to go sit on that bench. That's Ross Tucker, host of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Yes, Paul. Which would be worse, peeing your pants on the sidelines and then having to play the rest of the game 90 plus degrees or 30 or lower degrees? I would think uh, 30 or lower. Well, one is swampy, the other's freezing. Yeah. I'd rather be swampy than frozen. Yes, Eden. The problem with the cold weather is you're going to be cold. Then you're going to get about 20 seconds of warmth that you're like, oh, that feels good. And then it's frozen. That is terrible. Get a couple of phone calls in here. I love Ross. He's great. Uh, John in Illinois. Hi, John. What's on your mind today? Good morning, DB. Thanks for taking my call. This is John from Illinois. Not staying your lane, John. Got your uh, back poly hot dog conversation, John. Sitting, this call is for you, buddy. I'm a truck driver, man. And the trip that you're going to take in case if DP hasn't got you hooked up with sleeping in hotels. If you want to take a shower, you got to stop at the Love's Truck Stop. They have the best showers individual for you, buddy. They're large, brand new. Make sure you have your flip-flops. Bring your own shampoo and your own towels. And uh, the best scenic trip is to take I-80 through Wyoming or through Denver I-70. But be careful with the weather, buddy. There is a very chance of high wind in there, so that might shut down I-80 for you, man, in Wyoming or a big snowstorm in Colorado, buddy, going through Vail, Colorado. All right. Well, thank so you, John. Trip. Yeah, I, I can't let Seton go into an area where he might not be able to get out. He's Very got, much appreciate that feedback. Yeah, yeah. You know, once we get the route planned, then you can add your favorite parts in these cities that Seton's going to be going through with the Sprinter van. Because there was originally a thought of doing sort of a Denver, Cheyenne, um, Park City, Utah, and then down to L.A., but that's clearly not possible. <laughs> not at this time of the year. No, right, right. Like you have a start date and a finish date. Yes. And the finish has to be in Los Angeles on that Saturday before we start our Super Bowl week. Yes, Paul? That guy had a lot of good points. Loves truck stops are really high end. I've showered in the truck stop before a couple times on road trips. And bring your own towel. Bring flip-flops, for God's sake, bring flip-flops. And when you go in the truck stop area, there's a lot of truckers in the shower area. Look up. Keep your eyes high. Always, always looking up. Okay. Looking up. Because okay. some of the truckers just put the towel over the shoulder. Okay. They don't wrap it. Okay. If you know what I mean. All right. Let's take a break. More phone calls coming up. Brian Greasy from uh, ESPN's Monday Night Football coverage will join us next hour. Back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On Monday, I asked the Danettes who they thought would win the national championship. They, of course, didn't listen to me because I said Georgia would win the national championship. Now, we've been railing on the you have no chance guys, the analysts who say somebody has no chance. And I had the backroom guys 
dig up the audio of what happened on Monday with the Danettes when they made their predictions for the national title game. Anybody have Alabama winning the national? Paulie has Alabama winning the national. Georgia had no chance. Fritzy has Alabama winning the national title. Georgia had no chance of winning that game. Seton has Alabama. They had absolutely no chance. <laughs> Wait, you guys have been railing on you got no chance, guys, and you guys said Georgia had no chance. Todd? I am speechless. I have no explanation. I have no recollection of saying any such thing, but there it is on the tape. Are you saying you didn't say that Georgia didn't have a chance? I'm saying that those words were uttered. That's definitely my voice, but I don't know if that happened before the game or after the game. I know how cute the uh, editing crew can be back oh, there. Oh, okay. I don't want to make accusations, but well, you just, I just did. I kind of did. I don't remember saying any such thing before kickoff that day before the game. Yes, Paul. That they would have no chance. I'm going to go the opposite way. I'm just going to apologize, throw myself on the sword. I don't recall, you know, mm. I'm not, that's not me usually, but, you know, I apologize. Okay. Seton said Georgia had no chance. Either. Subterfuge. <laughs> you know oh, what that God. This is, <laughs> yeah. this is clear subterfuge. <laughs> Do you know what subterfuge is, Todd? Uh, in the context of the way Seton used it, it sounds like something uh, sneaky and uh, in, uh, inappropriate happened. Something kind of like a cheating kind of thing went down. Like nefarious. To try to make us look bad. Yeah. Nefarious, better word. Yeah. I always thought nefarious was a pretty good. You know, the first time I ever heard the word nefarious, I heard it from a boxer. You guys want to take a guess. The boxer who said nefarious. He was also in one of my favorite movies of all time. Cohen Brother movie. Randall Tex Cobb. Nice. Ooh. He plays the, the bad guy, the uh, bounty hunter and uh, in, on the motorcycle. Yeah, I remember Randall Tex Cobb used the word. Like, you, you just wouldn't expect, you know, a boxer is going to go, you know, and something uh, nefarious. And uh, the movie was Raising Arizona. Love raising Arizona. Yes, Todd. I said nefarious once. I don't know if you remember that after an interview <laughs> against Frank Bruno. That's kind of silly of me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mike Tyson. Yes, Paul. It does sound like something Mike Tyson would have <laughs> it attempted would. It to would. use. Yes, and 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 Mike had a very good has a very good vocabulary. It's just whenever those words come out of his mouth, because well, let's face it, when he was in prison, he read a lot of books. And improved his vocabulary. But he's always like, yeah, but that, that's not Thratu. That was not Thratu, what they were doing. <laughs> you mean nefarious? Yeah, it's not Thratu. A uh, couple more phone calls in here. Andrew in Washington is back. Hi, Andrew. Good morning, Dan. Dan Etz, 57170. All right, thank you. Hey, real quick, a couple of points, and I got a question about the wild card game today. Uh, thanks for doing the Mario mail time. We actually saw our Christmas card that we sent to the the show with a uh, United States Marine Corps challenge coin. So we got go. a lot of stuff in the man cave. Yep. If it has a spot, that's great. That'd be wonderful. Okay. Um, real quick with Fritzy getting all the barbs this week, not having a guest for an hour, not having a limerick. Um, I've noticed why it stands alone so much because McLovin's not there to buffer it, you know, just to laugh or to smile or to mm. just be by his side. So, Hey, Todd, you'll rebound. You'll be back in the studio. You'll get through this. Stay strong. Prayers and thoughts. All, all right. right. Thank you, Andrew. So, I appreciate it. All right. All right. Uh, Jeremy in Indiana. Hi, Jeremy. Hey, Dan. Hi, Jeremy. 
First time, long time, 5'11", a soft 250. Soft. Soft. Hey, real quick, I am headed down to Kansas City this weekend with my dad going to the Chiefs game. Uh, his buddy from high school has season tickets, so I'm basically a third wheel with a couple of old guys. But I do have a problem, Dan. I'm hoping you guys can help me. Okay. You, uh, you know how shower shames go. you got to pay up on a bet. I had a shower shame with my dad that he has not paid up on from the baseball season. He bet that the Royals would make the playoffs. If you look back in April, I got a lot of texts saying that it was possible. And those texts died out about summer, and now he's gone. He's gone radio silent on me. How do I do? I just dump it on him at the stadium? <laughs> Yeah. I, I mean, when least expected, some of the best punishments we ever handed out was when Seton lost a bet and he was going to get five pies to the face. And I never told him when it was going to happen. And he lived in fear every single day. That's great. And and he would come up out of the bathroom or he would you know come into work and I would just... I was going to pick my spots, and then J.J. Watt got him the last one when uh, we were out in the Super Bowl in San Francisco. Uh, almost concussed Seton. But, yeah, you, uh, you get your dad. You know what? It's just to not get him at the game. Just get him around the house. That's all. Okay. Yeah. And then just blast him. You know, just blast him with one. That's all. Maybe barbecue sauce. That'd be nice since it's Kansas City. Uh, Jeff in Detroit. Hi, Jeff. What's on your mind? What up, though? One time for chat row, two time for my back room, bros. Hey, listen, with the job that those uh, that Eric and them did on the uh, and Mario did on the voice work, they got a a, a, a thing in um, politics, man. They got a, a future in politics. I got a question for you, Dan, this morning, and it came from Rich Eyes, and it was a very, very good question. If Kurt Warner was coming out of retirement to suit up for one of his teams, which one would it be? The Rams? Or the Cardinals, brother. You guys have a good one. Well, and they could also use him uh, with the Giants as well, even though they're not playing right now. I Let's see. Well, if, if Kurt had the weapons he had with the Rams, then you'd want to come back to that. You don't have those weapons. If you're coming back, you would want to. Would I want him in there instead of Matthew Stafford? That's not fair. But, you know, if, if Kurt Warner was coming back, then he would want to play for the Rams, not the Cardinals, even though he did take that team uh, to the Super Bowl as well. I remember telling him that when he went to Arizona and he said, how do I how do you think I get in the Hall of Fame? I said, if you take Arizona to the Super Bowl, you will make this. You will make the uh, Hall of Fame. And I remember after that game, even though they lost and I talked to him after the game. And I remember saying, you're going to go to the Hall of Fame. I didn't say you're going to get a movie made about your life. Final hour coming up. Dan and the Danette Stan Patrick Show. Close out the second hour with Simply Safe Home Security. Has everything you need to make your home safe. Indoor, outdoor cameras, comprehensive sensors, all monitored around the clock by trained professionals who send to help the instant you need it. Simply Safe named Best Home Security System of 2021 by U.S. News and World Report. And you can easily customize your system for your home, and you can do it online in minutes. Even get free custom recommendations. No long-term contracts, no hidden fees. It's really easy to start feeling a little bit more peace of mind in the new year. You're going to love what they do. No pushy salespeople there. And because you listen to this program, 
you get access to their New Year's holiday deals. That means 20% off their award-winning home security. First month is free when you sign up for the interactive monitoring service. So hurry up. 20% off your Simply Safe system. First month is free when you sign up for the interactive monitoring service. Visit simplysafedan.com for 20% off your entire system.